1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard defends the defence As Rangers look to stop the rot in the Highlands Neil Lennon is the Premiership Manager of the Month for February And Lee Griffith says a Scotland recall Would be the icing on the football comeback cake I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans Rangers have made themselves hostages to fate And Celtic are the masters of their own destiny I think that's where we stand this weekend Rangers are vulnerable and fragmented Celtic's unity is their strength The time has come for deeds and not words From Stephen Gerrard and his players They've self-analysed themselves into a corner Celtic have self-belief Rangers have self-doubt The two of them meet next weekend at Ibrox What happens between now and then Will determine whether Rangers go into that match Determined or diminished Kelly Bell A good snapshot Of where we're at I'm thinking back to Maybe two Three weeks ago When you were last year And there was so much Positivity It was in the back Of one of those Good European nights And as much as Rangers Have continued that European success So much has changed On the domestic front Since then Yeah I think it's going to be A flip tonight Of obviously what we're Going to get the calls in um, It's been a disappointing Week to say the least For Rangers uh, Celtic Keep going Keep picking up points And, and getting closer To winning that title So it's um, it's been really disappointing for Rangers That's Cammy Bell Hugh Keevans joining him this evening And we need you to join us as well 0141 951 1025 The usual number And we're at Clyde SSB A big weekend of football coming up As always Kicking off tomorrow afternoon Bit more of a traditional look about the fixture card Hugh Three o'clock on a Saturday Yeah We've been all over the place recently um, And then of course Rangers on Sunday Probably not the ideal Fixture when when you're feeling like this, yeah, the, the psychological impact of traipsing up to the Highlands and, and the, the difficulties that that type of fixture brings. Two sides to the coin as ever, Gordon. First of all, Celtic need to take care of St Mirren at home and go sixteen points clear of Rangers. Who could imagine this? Sixteen points clear of Rangers, and then, as you rightly say, the lovely people in Dingwall, Roy McGregor, an excellent man who runs the club. But it is the least uplifting place that you could go to At 12 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon When you are in the position that Rangers are in They will have to be self-motivated Rangers Because their surroundings won't do much for them And again, Cammy, the staggered kickoffs, This notion of pressure, you know, Celtic play first The gap could be bigger by the time Rangers kick off And that all that all feeds into it at a time when, when Rangers clearly aren't feeling great about themselves yeah, no, they're struggling. They're struggling with their mentality at the moment. Um, I think the pressure has massively got to them. I, I don't think they've handled it very well. Again, it maybe is a little bit better than playing at Ibrox. It would be a hostile atmosphere if they don't score early on at, at Ibrox at the moment. So whether they can get up the road and, and they'll be wanting to get an early goal to settle themselves down, but it's going to be a difficult, difficult fixture. And as, as Hugh says, Celtic playing could be 16 points ahead. OK, don't hang about. 01419511025. Stephen Gerrard says the players should be cut some slack over recent comments in the media because he says everyone gets things wrong at times. If you remember, James Tavernier said in his programme notes that opposition sides smelled blood when they faced Rangers and that the team were not good enough domestically to react to that. Uh, but the manager thinks more needs to be done. They need more protection. Um, from those around them I think with me players I think we're not going to always say 
the, the, the right things. I think from time to time, the players or myself or the staff, we are going to get things wrong, especially in the, the heat of the moment. We're human beings, we're not perfect. Uh, we don't pretend to be perfect. The players in that dressing room uh, at stages in the career where they're all trying to improve and learn and grow, uh, none of them think they're, they're there. So I think at times they are going to get things wrong yeah, and make mistakes. And at the same time, we're at a club where we need protection at times. Uh, we need people to look out for us at times and help us. So, you know, there's things that I've said during my career since I've been manager here recently. Um, that maybe I would have said probably a little bit different. Maybe I regret saying certain things. But you know what? I'm a human being. Um, that's the way it is. They've all said too much. Stephen Gerrard came in after the cup defeat at Tynecastle, and uh, he was very candid, very honest. But perhaps he should have left that for another day, uh, because it only compounded the misery. Then James Tavernier wrote what. He wrote in the match programme Match programmes are supposed to be about propaganda Whether you're Rangers or anybody else The match programme is just for propaganda We were bad yesterday We'll be much better tomorrow And then they bring in At the end of the defeat from Hamilton Ackies An unused sub Andy Halliday I've never known an unused sub To come in And my reading of that Is that no other Rangers player Who had taken part in the match Was willing to front up on the night The cumulative effect of all of this Is that I think that the players and manager Have now self-analysed themselves to death The best thing for them to do now Go out, win a football match And see where it takes you And it sounds like Stephen Gerrard's calling on all aspects of the club To pull in the same direction, Cammy, In the sense that if a player is going to say something That might not go down too well with the fans He's hoping that someone else will then step in And, and stop it getting out, if that makes sense 100% I think Rangers have got people in, in place at, at, at Rangers at, at Ibrox with the press um, And I really don't understand why... James Tavernier's comments have made the programme I, I know for a fact that uh, They all get written before it And get read through to make sure everyone's happy about it And it goes into the programme So there's obviously been a fault there And I think that's what Stephen Gerrard's getting at um, That people in the club need to protect the players and the staff um, And I do get what, say, what Stephen Gerrard's saying People get over emotional when they lose games of football And, and Stephen Gerrard for me made a fault on Sunday and, and came and was too emotional in the press conference after the Hearts game I get that, he's a, he is a human being, he's a, he's, a, he's a winner So he was really disappointed But I think, as Hugh says, he maybe should have reined it in for a couple of days And, and he probably would have worded it differently Put your points to Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans William in Cumbernauld is going to kick things off Hi William Hi, how are we doing? How are we doing? Not too bad, um, William Took two of the eldest girls to the game on Wednesday night. Um, obviously, that little disappointed with the fact that I was watching the score at the other side with Livingston with Celtic. And to me, I've, I've never seen them play that bad after just getting put out of the cup. But I didn't listen yesterday, I listen every night, and I listen to what people have got to say. And I've heard some people saying Gerard should go and should chase them out, Ibrox, this, that, and the next thing. I think people really need to stop all this, carry on. Because see, at the end of the day, the game with Gerard did it is catapult to Scottish football. You've got a lot of English people now, a lot of people in the English game talk about the old firm in the Scottish game in general a lot more on other shows. And they're highlighting the fact that they know who Gerard is. We all know who he is. 
and he's just that moving as a manager. And I think half the Rangers fans forget that. This is his first big profile job as a manager. And I honestly can't. I, I don't know anybody else who could come in and do what they've done to what he's done to Rangers for the time he's been here. He's took his brother in the composition. The last time we go there was how long? Years ago. The league form is it's appalling after the after the break. I I put my hands up to that. But it doesn't mean to say that you just turn on the manager and the players. See, these you've got to remember there's only two players in that team that were there last time we won a league, McGregor and Davis. It takes more than two guys to that are winners to come into a team and know how to win something. So they're scared. They're scared because they they felt they had a chance and they're letting everybody down. But it doesn't mean they say that that's the end yet. Because at the end of the day, they've come out and they've said too much. You're right. You're definitely right about that because it's a wee bit unprofessional to the point where they're letting you know how they feel when really they should be showing us how they feel in the park. And I get that. But I'm just sick to death of hearing people saying to me, oh, he needs to go. He's not going to do anything. The, the whole thing when he came to the club, for me personally, wasn't it about Stolten 9? And you probably got a few calls after this about, well, it's not legitimate in my eyes anyway, because then Celtic never had a challenge for at least three of them, four of them. So to me, nine in a row doesn't mean anything. Then one in ten in a row is a big, massive deal because it's never been done. So. Well, uh, sorry, William, 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 you, 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 you're really losing the plot here. Uh, if 10 in a row matters Then 9 in a row must matter Because that's the one before 10 uh, And this bit about uh, The leagues don't count Because Celtic, uh, Rangers weren't there A league Does not go into a state of suspended animation Because Rangers are not there Celtic in the time honoured football phrase Can only beat what's in front of them If Rangers aren't there That's too bad for Rangers But Celtic can only beat the teams Who are in the league with them And with regard to Stephen Gerrard I don't think he'll go I don't think he'll be pushed I don't think he'll quit I think he'll be there Next season But Any manager Rookie or not Who has Six goals at winning a trophy Over a period of two seasons And does not win any If he's the manager of Rangers or Celtic Then he comes under Immense scrutiny And at the moment Stephen Gerrard is coming under Immense scrutiny He has made improvements But he has not won a trophy we're always looking for that simple answer now, Cammy. I feel like maybe that's just where football discussion is at. You know, maybe twenty years ago it probably took a lot longer for for the finger to get pointed at the manager, and um, but now we want that one quick solution. Where is it going wrong? Fix it. And, and as um, as William says, some people will believe it's the manager. He doesn't. He believes it's you know players making mistakes. It's probably a combination of of a lot of things, is it not? It's a difficult one For me Stephen Gerrard shouldn't go I think he's he's still a project He's just signed a, a long term contract I can't see him going As you said there I think he will be there next season But the problem is It's a carbon copy of what happened last season And that's that's the biggest problem They, they were in a good position at Christmas last season um, Probably was a season too early for them to push Celtic But they faded away and fell away too easily And the exact same's happened They fell away in the cup last year They fell away in the cup this year They've lost games It's almost When you look at last season's form Compared to this season It's almost the exact same They've, they've I think last season I wrote down They had um, 12 games Until the split And it was 1-7 Drew 3 Lost 2 And there's 9 games Being played this season They've won 4 Drew 2 And lost 3 So it, it's going to be Very very similar mm. So 
That'll be Steven Gerrard's problem Is he can't He needs to find the answer Why has this happened Two years in a row uh, William I'm interested in the point That you kicked off with Because I think you're right I, I think it's true But I wonder if that's more More for us Rather than, than for you Rangers fans Really Why on earth does it matter If Steven Gerrard being in place Allows more people South of the border To, to talk about us When it gets down To the nitty gritty Why on earth would that Be the criteria For being a good manager Or not well, it makes it makes a massive difference, firstly, because you've got a guy who is a legend and a hero down south. Our game's been getting scrutinised, and they basically you don't need to pick up a paper for so long ago that it was a an ex guy sports presenter came out and said that somebody just in his ear said Scottish football's dead. No, no, I, no, but that's what I'm saying. I actually agree to an extent that he's obviously raised the profile because he's he's very well known. But I'm talking about as a Rangers fan, why does that that really? Matter in terms of if you've got a judgment call to make about whether he's the right manager or not, surely you just base that on results and not the, the size of the profile. No, no necessarily. No, everybody wins everything just at the first attempt. Alex Ferguson never won nothing at Man United. They stuck by him, and then he came good. It doesn't, it doesn't mean to say that just because he's having his first two seasons, he's adapting to this game. He never left Liverpool. He played in England his whole career. So knows English game inside out. This is a you want to lose a manager just because you're no, you've no won the league. William. I firmly believe by the time the end of this season comes, he knows who he already wants to bring in, who's got the mentality to, and the strength to deal with this pressure after the break at Christmas. Just now, he's got guys in that team that they're second rate. They're second rate. But what people forget us as well, you wouldn't have had the likes of the opportunity of looking at Ryan Kent for a start. He's had, he's had a dip in form. William, if they're second, William, if they're, if they're second rate, can I ask you who signed them? Who signed? Who signed? Who signed to it? Wasn't it just Gerard that signed the players here? Well, he, he's, he's, he's the he's the manager. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. That was William in Cumbernauld. Stephen Gerrard is a hundred percent behind Connor Goldson with the defender coming in for recent criticism. He says the defender apologised for his mistake on Wednesday and he supports him because he likes what he sees on a daily basis. I think you look to the player straight away to see his reaction from the mistake. Connor come into the dressing room and apologised to, to his teammates. No, I'm not saying he had to do that, but that tells me that's someone who's took the responsibility on the chain and zoned up to, to that mistake. I'm someone who appreciates Connor Golson. He's been someone who's been fit for majority of the time always made himself available he stood up to the challenge of coming here you know he's made a, a genuine mistake and he's all held his hand up to it connor's got enough in the bank with me because uh, i see his daily behavior and what he puts into making it a success here at rangers and i think his performance outside the mistake he didn't do much else wrong so i'm sure he'll bounce back from it i'm sure he'll be fine has he got my support 100 because i need connor golson i need the best connor golson so for sure it's there Craig is in Cumbernauld. What's your take on maybe the form of, of certain players at the moment, Craig? How are we doing, gents? Um, <clears throat> well, it, frankly, I mean, and it's something that, you know, I feel like this is a conversation that we've been having uh, for months now. Um, it's, you know, it's not anywhere near good enough. And Gerard, they're talking about, you know, Goldson going in and taking responsibility in the dressing room. I'm sorry, but I don't want my players taking responsibility in the dressing room. I want them to somebody to take responsibility on the pitch, which hasn't been happening. How do you have thirty plus shots against a team like Hamilton at Ibrox and not convert a single one? Now, with all due respect 
to Hamilton, even with, with them putting 11 men behind the ball, which they actually didn't do for large spells of that game, we should be more than good enough to break down that defence. Celtic have tough games against Hamilton, but they always find a way, and we should as well. Twice in the past three seasons, Hamilton have came to Ibrox and beaten us. Now, that that's something that just, for me, <clears throat> that absolutely epitomises what's been going on. It's why I think, you know, I was reading something the other day that, you know, apparently not since 1905 has a manager at Rangers won nothing for two years and stayed in the job. Now, I personally think the only reason Gerard is still there and the only reason there are some people who want him to remain is because his name is Stephen Gerrard. Any other manager would be gone. There's no two ways about it. You can't have two seasons in a row where you have an absolute capitulation and then just get off with a slap in the wrist and then, you know, Dave King's to throw another £10 million at him this summer. What do, you, what do you do then, Craig? Because you raised the point about, you know, just missing all those chances against Hamilton and the Stephen Gerrard defenders out there would say, well, he didn't miss the chances. You know, fine margins. If you stick a couple of those chances away, there's not the same negativity. You know, we're not having those this conversation. Well, personally, I think straight away what needs to happen in the summer, and I know that there's... Some of our fellow Rangers fans who won't agree, but personally, I think in the summer we need to cash in on Morelos. I, you know, if we can get, you know, and I think we probably could still get maybe around the 10, 15 million pound mark from him. If we could get that, I would cash in, take it, and bring in another striker. There's no reason why you couldn't go and get a decent striker for three, four million pound because we need to remember, you know, Morelos is lauded. He's not the only good striker in the world that will come to Rangers if the money's right. So, and personally, I feel like this season, particularly since the turn of the year, he has let the team down time and time again. Gerard had to drop him for a squad against Hearts in a massive Scottish Cup game, a game that will make or break our season. It has broke it. It has, in effect, handed Celtic a quadruple treble and a silver platter. It's theirs if they want it now. So, realistically, for me, when you've got players doing stuff like Morelos, discipline issues or I get his mum was sick but to know after being warned about it before and do it again it shows that he just doesn't care Craig he why, already on, that, on that basis Craig though you know if you allegedly don't care I don't think that's the case he's definitely having a bad time but I don't think he, it's the case that he doesn't care but if you have a, a striker who has not scored a league goal in 2020 who has become a problem for the manager concerning discipline, would there be a queue willing to pay anything like 10 to 15 million for him? I suppose the, the goals in the first half of the season do still speak for themselves. Cammy, teams all across the place are looking for that goal scorer. It just depends on what happens between now and the end of the season. Because if he was to stay like this and it, it, it was to rumble on, then maybe the picture would look different in the summer. I think there will still be interested parties out there, but his value will have dropped. From what it was in January Stock was high Obviously Rangers wanted to keep a hold of him Because they were in a good position Looking to try and push on And challenge for the title That's kind of gone now um, So As you say It's going to be important for Rangers That Morelos does get a few goals Between now and the end of the season I think he will go in the summer I really do I think Probably the situation that happened Before the Hearts game He would have been told He had to be back by a certain time Whether it's a, a family issue or not There would have been an agreement in place with, Between him and Stephen Gerrard He's obviously mm. let the club down, let his teammates down, and and as Craig says, it was a it was a huge match. Um, it wasn't just a a normal 
league match, run of the mill. It was it was to keep Rangers' season alive, and and obviously he broke discipline rules. Give us an insight into what that does to a changing room dynamic. You weren't in this one, but I'm no. sure you've been in changing rooms where players have been disciplined before or, or yep. mistraining or whatever it is. Does it annoy the rest of the players, or are they able to sort of? Just move on I, I think players get on with it But I think you are deeply disappointed Especially when you're Your you're top player Morelos is one of Rangers Most influential players um, You want him to be on the pitch On a Saturday And you know that it's going to Disrupt the group You know that the manager's Not going to be happy So there is tension there And I think that becomes a problem That you As a teammate Know there's going to be tension He might not play Because he's turned up, he's not turned up on time So it does It does cause friction Between Definitely between him and the manager Which then builds on to the rest of the squad as well Thank you very much to Craig in Cumbernauld Keep those calls coming We're going to hear from Neil Lennon After we get some travel Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Cammy Bell is here Hugh Keevans is alongside them And they're waiting for your calls Ahead of another big weekend of Scottish football It is relentless at the moment Midweek weekend, midweek weekend We go round and round But we love it Plenty of talking points Speaking of talking points Speaking of news today Neil Lennon has been named Premiership Manager of the Month for February Dedicated the award to his players He says he was expecting a big reaction after the winter break But even this has surpassed his expectations Well, it's a, it's a measure, obviously, of the good month that we've had And that's down to the players, really They've been magnificent and, uh, you know, really consistent So uh, it's for them more than... For, for their performances more than anything I've done So... Well, it's great. You know, we still got a bit of bit of work to do, and we're in a good place at the minute. And we just want to keep the the run going uh, as long as we can. We're confident that we would get a reaction, and um, but not in the in the way we've done it. They've been playing superbly. Um, you know, we're in the semi final as well, obviously. So we've got that to look forward to. But you know, our league form's been you know fantastic, and even on Wednesday night, even though it was the first two points we've dropped. Since the turn of the year The performance And the the level of the performance Was very high I don't think there's much debate About the award mm. here I think no. February was In the league certainly Played 5-1-5 Scored a lot Conceded not very many So you know In that respect But interesting to hear that Neil Lennon saying As much as he expected A reaction He, he didn't even expect it to be Quite as, as big as it has been Do you know what makes it All the more impressive for me? The same players Are asked to go To the same well Time after time my idea of the January transfer window is that you bring in reinforcements. People who can help you to get towards the achievement of your goal. Celtic brought in Patrick Klamala and Ismail Asoro and they've vanished. The same players, the McGregors, the Browns, the Forests, the Edwards, they have to go to the well every time. Cup, League and Europe and that we know what happened against Copenhagen But the same players are having to go to the well Time after time And they are doing it, domestically speaking Very successfully indeed But I'm just surprised that nothing was done In the January transfer window That was bringing in reinforcements To give them a hand Having said that though, Cammy, You could say that this form since just shows Why why they didn't Because they, they didn't need it Neil Lennon had full faith in the guys that he had in the building And he was right to If you look at the reaction Again, as you've said he, he maybe looked at his squad and thought I've got enough to get, get through the rest of the season I've got what I want um, There's nobody out there at the moment January transfer window is a difficult window To try and get 
uh, real quality players. Um, so maybe the ones that he got offered in January just weren't for the to, to help the squad. And um, but Neil Lennon's got such a, a winning mentality, and he breeds that into his players. And as you say to you, it's like the McGregor's, the Browns, yeah. week in week out, they have to go in and and win games. And and I think that comes from Neil Lennon. He's he's such a winner. Obviously worked with him for a small period of time, and and really got that feel of how much a winner he is. See tomorrow against St Mirren. If you had reinforcements, you'd give Edward the day off. Or well, they could. I think. I wonder if you're making a bit too much of this because they could. Griffiths could play. You know, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yep. Well, the, the Celtic fans like the the Griffiths Edward partnership. But but the point I'm making is that I am praising the Celtic players for having the mentality to rise above even the fact that they might be feeling exhausted. They have to do it because no reinforcements were brought in. Archie's in the south side Hi Archie Hi good evening guys I'm just phoning about the The Alarming Forum Christopher Julian I don't know what's happened to the big guy uh, His last couple of games He's been a, 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 a walking disaster Against Livingston he was a nervous wreck And he caused the first goal And it went mid- midweek in the European uh, Game as well We can knock to the cup because of him With his mistakes I don't know what's happened to him He's just completely lacked the confidence To be fair I think there were a few ahead of him in the queue For against, blame in the European yeah, game Were yeah, there not? Yeah Again he, he has struggled against Lyndon Dykes That sort of physical striker He's he's not enjoyed playing against a physical striker Who doesn't give him a minute to think about the game um, Is always on his cases Listen Livingston is a difficult place to go They make it really hard They play a, a certain style of football And they play a way to, to get results And, and they're, they're very good at it And Lyndon Dykes has had a very good season as well So Christian Julian He has struggled in form recently Slightly But I think as, as you say it's a, bit, it's a bit harsh for the European one yeah. uh, He's also scored very many important goals yep. for Celtic yep. But I, I always say He's got a mistake in him So, is, uh, so has Ayer So has Seminovic uh, And that's why I thought that in the January window Another defender would have been brought in Because these three go to the well all the time Because there's no one to replace them either But for a big man, he does seem unduly troubled by players like Lyndon Dykes. Uh, for a big man, physicality presents a problem to him. Does it? Maybe depends on your your sort of criteria, if you like, because every fan, Archie included, is well within their rights to to want more, to want their team to be as good as as they can be mm. at any given time. But is there a case to say that all you need to do is have the best defence? In your league Or the best defence In any given cup And that's That's what Well that's what they are That That's why they're They're top of the league So I wonder if If, if some of the criticism's a bit over the top Well you're perfectly right To, to uh, point to the stat uh, About Celtic's defensive record That's why they're top of the league That's why they could go 16 points clear tomorrow Etc etc However It's not A crime to point out That on occasion mm-hmm. Christopher Julian and Christopher Ayer can be unnerved. And certainly, if I was Rangers, I would sign Lyndon Dykes and keep him up my sleeve every time you played Celtic. <laughs> uh, Archie, I wonder though if you're being a bit harsh with the blame getting put in Christopher Julian for the European exit. He certainly wasn't the most guilty on that night, was he? He's just been playing bad just now. He's just too much on the internet talking a lot of rubbish like oh, the right. Rangers players are doing. He's 
get off the internet. These managers will get these players off the internet and on the training field and do what they do. He cost a lot of money. Celtic spent a lot of money for him. And they should be... Livingston players shouldn't be struggling. He should not be struggling. All due respect to Livingston, we know they're a good team at home and they play well. But for the money he cost Celtic, he should not be struggling against Livingston. And the silly mistakes he makes as well. I mean, looking at him in that Livingston game, do you think he was just a young boy having his first game? He was in there for Shrek every time the ball got to him. Not necessarily, even if you don't agree that this is the case, Cammy. Again, I'm, I'm looking for that sort of professional insight. Yeah. Are there are there venues, are there opponents that just get in your head that, that you just... I don't know if beat before you get there. That's that's a bit strong, but yeah. you know, just certain venues, certain opponents that sap the confidence from you. I think um, if you've had a tough time against a previous opponent, it does stick in your mind. Um, again, I've watched Christian Julian closely, and I think the more physical strikers that he plays against, he does struggle. Um, somebody that's always on his toes and and, and works him hard the whole game, he, he kind of struggles with that physicality. But he's going to get that in Scottish football. Again, he's he's not been here that long. Um, so he will still be learning. He's still learning of of the mentality you need to go and win and be on your on your A game every single game for Celtic. You, there's no time off. You need to you need to go and win every single game. Could you make a case, Hugh, to say that actually Christopher Julian's best performances come in the hardest games, or that what would be yeah. perceived to be the hardest games? Because you see a lot of criticism against Livingston and against Hamilton, but actually he, he seems to perform pretty well against European opposition. The Rangers games I don't remember too many When Celtic Went mistakes. to Ibrox And won 2-0 At the start of the season I said on this programme That day That that could be The coming of age moment For Christopher Julian He was outstanding Against Rangers that day But It wasn't Fully The coming of age moment Because he has On occasion Struggled But you're, you're right to point out Betfred Cup final Not only did he score The winning goal But he had a very Strong afternoon And there have been We, we don't go and beat Lazio uh, With a guy that is a nervous wreck To use Archie's expression But there are times when And he's got John Obika tomorrow Now the big guys like to knock Christopher Julian about And he's got to stand up to it Better than he has done on occasion Let's get the thoughts of Andy Who is a Celtic fan from Broomhill Hi Andy Hi there, how are you doing? Not too bad What's on your mind Andy? Well, first things first, um, I think the last caller has been very harsh to Julian. Uh, he's, he's had the odd moment here and there, but to say it looks like it's his first game he's playing is uh, a load of rubbish, in my opinion. He's probably our best defender, certainly our best centre-half, and save for the odd moment, um, he's, he's, been, he's been excellent for us since coming in. Uh, my main point I was going to make, though, was uh, the difference in mentality between the Celtic and Rangers squad. Um, when Celtic went 2-1 down on Wednesday uh, right up until the full-time whistle the Celtic fans and the players have got hope and belief that they'll come through and lo and behold they got the point fair play to Livingston they played very well but Rangers on the other hand when they go 1-0 down to Hamilton you've got fans leaving the stadium at 70 minutes there's booze echoing around the park Steven Gerrard looks dejected when he came out and said he was considering his position, Brian Rice would have been rubbing his hands with glee and telling his players, this team are weak right now. This team don't look ready to, to challenge for anything. So they really, need to, they really need to sort that out and get that self-belief back because they do have the capabilities of challenging Celtic. Um, 
but it's all it's all uh, falling apart here's, after the, he, uh, Andy, the break. Andy, here's my amateur psychologist take on this. Neil Lennon, Celtic born, if you like, green blood, not red. Scott Brown, not Celtic born, but Celtic icon, green blood, not red. They get the club, they get the demands, they deliver the goods. In my 50 years of doing this, best Rangers manager, Walter Smith. Best Rangers player, John Gregg. Blue blood, not red, both cases. The people at Rangers right now do not get the club, get the demands and patently do not deliver the goods. Cammy, when you and I'm thinking more about the times you've come up against the Celtic or Rangers, maybe your Kilmarnock days or whatever, yep. as Andy says, do you come up against teams where you think they're going to score, they're going to score late? That's what they do, and and does that does that sometimes, you know, does does it is it ah what's the what's the phrase I'm looking for? A self fulfilling prophecy, sort yeah. of. You know, you, you almost expect it to happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're playing the old firm, that it's a difficult task because you you. You expect if you're one nil up, you're expecting Celtic. If it, if it's against Celtic, for example, that they're going to come at you the last sort of twenty minutes. But again, going back to the the caller's point, there, Andy's point, I, I think it's as I say, working with Neil Lennon for a short period of time, his mentality is is such a winner. I've never actually worked with a manager who's been more of a winner. Uh, he really does breed it into the players. And the time that I was at Hibs, he made all them Hibs players winners: John McGinn, McGeeock. Uh, Scotty Allen when they were it was a fantastic team but you also put that demand on that you need to go in every single game win week in week out it's no good winning one game against Hearts and, and celebrating with your fans you've got to win the next week to to rejuvenate and keep it going to the end of the season and and that's when I really realised that Neil Lennon took Hibs to the next level because he also obviously ran um, Rangers close that, that season for second place um, but that was just down to his, his winning mentality and drilling into the players Just briefly before we let you go Andy, a home tie against St Mirren it, it should be one that the odds are very much in Celtic's favour Would you go go along with that? I mean, it, sh- it sh- certainly should be But uh, you would have said the same thing on Wednesday night With uh, Rangers and Hamilton So um, as long as they keep doing what they've been doing I'd, I'd like to see them uh, play with the Griffiths and Edward uh, partnership tomorrow Hopefully they go back to that It makes for a good entertainment and I hopefully get the three points Good man, that was Andy in Broomhill Good time for you to get in touch Because we're going to get travel And then we could hear from you next On 01419511025 And I've got big news for you Hugh Keevans What? Coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Cammy Bell is here And Hugh Keevans is alongside him I don't know how to break this to you But you're in a bit of trouble Oh You're in trouble tonight I know it's it's not the first time It won't be the last But You've had a partic- Even by your low standards You've had a particularly poor week On the prediction front I've been inundated yeah. With tweets asking um, If you're homeless Because you've been sticking your, your neck And your mortgage on the line No the difference is I put everything in Lady Keevan's name <laughs> To prevent the family from poverty So we're going to just remind ourselves Of the type of week you've had On the, the prediction front mm. Is it possible that he could do a League Cup double over Rangers? I think not. Danny to Furble and Hearts, the third to the Scottish Cup semi-finals after their 1-0 win over Rangers. 
Hibs will wipe the floor with Hearts. You need to learn your lesson. You said this on Saturday. In the football, Hearts are off the bottom of the Scottish Premiership after their 3-1 victory over Hibs at Easter Road. How would you defend yourself? Uh, Enter your plea. It's a fair cop, Gov. Uh, I said that Hibs were easy in the eye. You get conjunctivitis watching them on Tuesday. And uh, I did think that uh, Rangers would wake the floor with them. But that's why Stephen Gerrard came in and more or less backed up my case by saying that he was at the lowest point ever. Probably because he realised that he'd... Disappointed me. There are repercussions I have to tell you Because I feel like You've hit a new low The Clyde One Super Scoreboard Judicial panel Three man panel Their identity Will never be revealed oh. Met today And you've been served With an indefinite ban From what? match predictions I've got several bookmakers That Tough. I need to keep In fancy cars Tough Honestly I'm deadly serious We're banning you From match predictions Until Can't further me. notice <laughs> I think on. it's fair A couple of shockers a- there, Absolute you. shockers A couple of Minor mistakes No I'm deadly serious And tune it tomorrow No Acker for you tomorrow Next Friday Same story No Acker You're off Match predictions Banned Until further notice Anyway mm. let's move on Willie is a Rangers fan From Peters Hill Hi Willie How you doing guys alright Not bad Willie How are you How would you sum up The way things are For your team at the moment Um, That I can't really swear on on air, so yeah, I better keep that quiet. Eh? <laughs> um, nah, it's just more more disappointing and frustrating more than anything. Obviously, watching the game on Wednesday night and you hear the Celtic score, you think you maybe get a wee chance of a con some points back, and then you get the old firm game next Sunday. But it wasn't to be. What do you? It's the the big question, Willie. We could be here all night trying to to get an answer. What's the what's the main factor for you? Some people come on and. It's the manager Or some people come on And you know it's, This player's making a mistake Whatever it is what's, what's like the standout factor For you at the moment? I think for me personally I think looking at the team And what's going on I don't think there's a leader in there I don't think you've got a captain That's managing your dressing room I think Stephen Gerrard Is doing everything that he can um, But I just don't think He's getting Everybody pulling their weight In the changing room You know For me It's a fairly simplistic business this it has to be the fault of the manager and the players because they're the ones who are not delivering the goods. Therefore, it's a shared responsibility. And that's why I say of Celtic that the manager and the captain get the club, they get the demands and they deliver the goods. And there are personalities at Ibrooks who, for me, don't quite get the club, don't quite get the demands. And have not delivered the goods The issue of leadership always then gets thrown at At the captain specifically yep. I mean, And James Tavernier gets a lot of criticism So I'm going to cut him just a little bit of slack I don't want to make it all about him But I'm just thinking about you know Styles of captains When you were at Rangers And again I know that was a different time Because yep. of the different set of challenges and so on What, what was Lee Wallace like as a, as a captain? What's it like to try and lead A dressing room in a club that's got that Level of expectation Lee Wallace was actually quite quiet A player um, He was quite a quiet captain But had that respect sort of factor That everyone respected him on the pitch He was he was a very good player on the pitch for us at that period um, He would give He would communicate But it was always um, constructive criticism It wasn't He wasn't a shelter or a baller um, But again I, I would go back and say Alan McGregor he's, he's You can see how much it means to him I know Alan obviously very well um, Worked with him And, and his demand as a Rangers player is huge he, He'll he be hurting so badly at the moment And he'll be letting the players know In the in the dressing room 
Again, James Tavenier, I know James as well, and 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 he's a uh, Tav's Tav's probably not as much as a shelter as 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 Griggsy is, and and Griggsy will be giving it all barrels in the changing room in there. But again, it's it's a difficult one to put your finger on where where the problems lie. The thing is. Willie, you know, you're not signing any new players tonight So that, that group of players has to do something Between now and the end of the season To try and save face What does that look like come this weekend for instance then? Do you do you take certain guys out? Are there other guys you feel are You know, been waiting for a chance? I think the, the biggest player that has to come out For his performance over a number of games Is Conor Goldson I think he's looked as nervous as anybody And I don't know what it is that Stephen Gerrard sees in him just now But he seems to be sticking by him And I'm slightly disappointed With Stephen Davis He started the season off Relatively well He grew into it Really well And then now He just doesn't look mm. I think since he missed that penalty see, Against Germany I was just going to say Hugh though, Listening to Stephen Gerrard The clip we played you earlier It doesn't sound like he's in a mood To drop no. Conor Goldson No no no, no. Uh, But Stephen Gerrard Is firefighting at the moment There are Little uh, fires all over the place at Ibrooks at the moment Therefore he's not throwing Conor Goldson under a bus Because of what happened against Hamilton However That's one error Katic at Perth On the day that Rangers drew 2-2 He had his black moment then But the frustration for some Rangers fans Some I'm not saying they're right Is that Katic pays for those mistakes He tends to pay for the mistakes He gets, yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. dropped The frustration for some people Is that Conor Goldson doesn't Well um, Again if you're firefighting uh, You better come up with the right calls And I have no doubt uh, That Goldson will play at Dingwall on Sunday But Katic, you're right Was immediately thrown under the bus Tavernier at uh, Tynecastle in the cup tie Didn't cover himself in glory So if Stephen Gerrard's going to throw them all under the bus After each game for each individual mistake You've run out of players I mean, Philippe Hollander I think trained fully For the first time today yeah. Cammy, whether, whether Sunday's too soon or not I don't know I mean Stephen Gerrard Spoke about how much He's, he's desperate to get him back um, And involved So I, I think he will Try and get him Some sort of game time On Sunday If he's close to being Fully fit Because he'll want him back In the team He'll want him back In the starting lineup The way that Rangers Have been at the moment And the problem is For Rangers now Is, uh, is the rest of the season The rest of the league season Like where the how big is that gap going to get? That That is the problem. Is it going to get bigger? Can they reduce it? Which would, obviously, nine points was the gap last season. If it ends up 13, 15, then it becomes a disastrous season for Rangers. Thank you very much, Willie and Peter Sill. We can't promise you three points at the weekend, but hopefully you enjoy yourself anyway. Let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time I'm hoping for a more straightforward evening On Beat the Pundit Last night was a farce It descended into Gordon DL making What he described as Rabbit noises yes. In the mic It's as disturbing as it sounds And if you want to see it Go to the Twitter feed At Clyde SSB And you can see the video The impression The sound effects The lot It, it really is disturbing But it's worth watching Like I say Hopefully more straightforward tonight Will it be Hugh Keevans Or will it be a Beat the Pundit debut For Cami Bell If you want to take them on tonight 01419511025 Call us before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans here tonight We've heard from Stephen Gerrard We've heard from Neil Lennon Lots of soul searching amongst Rangers fans About where it's going wrong Celtic fans 
By and large happy We've had some criticism Of the defence On the line So keep the calls coming We're going to keep Looking ahead to the Weekend's action And we'll hear from Lee Griffiths Hoping to cap off His comeback With a Scotland recall We'll hear from him After we do this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football It is beat the pundit time I hope you Used the break wisely And watched the video Of Gordon DL Making rabbit noises On the show's Beat the pundit last night Hopefully no repeat of that this evening Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans are here And one of them is taking on Patrick from Castlemilk Hi Patrick How are you doing? How are you, more importantly? I am okay Good, feeling confident? No oh, <laughs> Great, good start Well we'll see, you never know I'll you take you Patrick, I'll take you You might surprise yourself I'm <laughs> gonna, bore a Cammy Going to toss this coin If it's heads it's Hugh Keevans And if it's tails it will be Cammy Bell You've escaped it again Oh no I was ready for it again You've escaped it again It's Hugh Keevans See that's just the type of man I I could easily fix it Hugh you And nobody would it. know But uh-huh. I, I feel Like I have to maintain Some sort of honesty The coin landed in heads You will play Patrick I just hope my confidence Has not been affected By this shock Ban On <laughs> predictions <laughs> I'm not even joking You are You're banned From match predictions Until further notice Anyway Patrick You're taking on Hugh So I'm going to give him some Clyde 2 in his ear He's given me the thumbs up And that means he can't hear us anymore Patrick So you've You've got just the questions for you at the moment 30 seconds gone on to the clock You can pass You ready? Okay Good yeah. man Your time starts Now What club is Lee Wallace with? Pass Which Scott took charge of Everton For a spell this season? Pass How many caps did Kenny Dalglish receive for Scotland? Sorry, pass Which Hibs player has been given a two match ban following a stamp in the Edinburgh Derby? I've no idea, sorry. Lee Griffiths last international goal was against which team in a World Cup qualifier? Um, You're the pass no master, Patrick Some sorry. amount of passing If half the teams tomorrow do that amount of passing they'll be happy Let's bring Hugh Keevans back Hugh, can you hear us? You've just interrupted Elvis Presley I've thrown people out of my house for less than that You're going to need to be on top form tonight Oh dear Ready? Same set of questions to you uh-huh. What club is Lee Wallace with? QPR Which Scott took charge of Everton for a spell this season? Uh, Big Duncan Ferguson How many caps did Kenny Dalglish win for Scotland? 102 which Hibs player has been given a two-match ban following a stamp Mark in the McNulty. Edinburgh Derby? Lee Griffiths' last international goal was against which nation in a World Cup qualifier? Pass. Who was the Celtic captain immediately before Scott Brown? Steve McManus. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. Did the pressure get to you? Aye, because I'm standing in front of my pals <laughs> Oh no, they're never going to let you live this down, Patrick uh, You're going to be getting dogs for this Where does Lee Wallace play at the moment? QPR, 1-0 Hugh Keevans Which Scott took charge of Everton for a spell this season? Duncan Ferguson, 2-0 Keevans How many caps did Kenny Dalglish get? 102, 3-0 Keevans This is this has never happened before, Patrick uh, you remember me then <laughs> We certainly will uh, Which Hibs player has been given a two-match ban? Following a stamp Mark McNulty 4-0 Keevans Things I've never said on the show Lee Griffiths Last international goal You're not that smart It was against Slovenia Mm, Don't expect many to remember that 
And who was the Celtic captain Immediately before Scott Brown It was Stephen McManus 5-0 Hugh Keevans Patrick and Castlemilk What on earth are your mates Going to say to that? <laughs> oh no that's howling at me now <laughs> Never I'll mind Patrick Never mind I'll let you go and face the music That was Patrick In Castle Milk Currently getting a very hard time From his mates He's passed every question Oh, no. oh Patrick He passed every question Yeah <laughs> oh, Come on Patrick Patrick We'll get you back on sometime Patrick Hopefully well, is Will- <laughs> To a bit, a bit is, less passing As Willie McStay's wife Once famously tweeted to him Or texted to him The only thing he got right Was pass so I think it, did he act, it, Was it every question I think he did pass every question Didn't he <laughs> I shouldn't really laugh <laughs> I think it was genuinely Hugh I'm sorry that you couldn't hear that You were listening to Elvis Yeah But I'm just looking back on them I think I think he did pass every question Anyway right okay Moving swiftly on 01419511025 Keep your thoughts coming in the weekend's action We are going to Hear a bit more from Lee Griffiths He's talking about a potential Scotland comeback That Israel game is not too far away at all uh, So we'll cast a, an eye to that We've got other managers to hear from Big weekend of action coming up What else tickles your fancy tomorrow, Hugh? Well, um, I like the look of Hearts and Motherwell mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure who'll wipe the floor with uh, who in that game But... Uh, <laughs> Since I don't get a prediction I'll just say I like the look of that And I like the look of Aberdeen Hibs yep. uh, Hibs were a massive disappointment On Tuesday night It's a severe blow for Jack Ross But in the passing Can I say That uh, the old H-E-A-R-T-S Were magnificent at Easter Road And two very fine goals Bozanic's goal Fantastic Not saving that Cammy, are you? No it was, it was a, a great great finish wasn't it um, Again going back to the games You've got Ken Hamilton Get another result It would be massive for them To get six points In, in five days um, They've got a tough game Against Kilmarnock um, up back home So That would really put the pressure On St Mirren You'd probably expect Celtic To go and beat St Mirren Tomorrow And then I think next midweek Is it St Mirren play? Uh-huh. Yes Wednesday night Already game. looking forward huge to that game. There's mixed response On Twitter Hugh The Maroon Jambo Andy Jackson says Hugh Keevans off predictions after his wipe the floor effort on Tuesday is both hilarious and overdue (laughs) He said, however, it's not all one-sided David is on, he says, gonna need to start a petition to get Hugh's Aka back Bring Hugh's Aka back Free, free the Bears down one (laughs) (laughs) Well you're definitely off them at the moment, I will not cave to pressure, David You're wasting your breath Um, 01419511025 is the number you need At Clyde SSB on Twitter Uh, So let's get stuck back in on the phones I think we can actually I'm sorry to rub it in I don't know if this guy's on to to gloat Or to to give you um, Anyway, I'm a 5-0 winner and beat the pundit I don't care Paul is a Harps fan from Edinburgh How are you Paul? How you doing guys? You alright? Good is this the, right, you're, the, you're the same Paul the Hearts fan actually who who called on Monday and caused Hugh Keevans to say that Hibs would wait before. Al- I miss an alphabet spaghetti man. <laughs> I knew he would be back, Hugh. I knew he would be back. Paul called on Monday and you told him Hibs would wipe the floor with Hearts. Correct. I tell you, remember what would I say? Well, you see, Paul. Football's unpredictable. Yes. You were magnificent. Bozanich's goal was. Unbelievable And then The very next day You went back to the bottom of the league <laughs> I can't believe it 
They've done the double over Rangers and Hamilton and Dave Rangers. That just sums my work up, right? You see, is it any wonder, <laughs> is it any wonder, Paul, why I cannot get a prediction right? How are you supposed to get predictions right in this environment? Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I might be in that one, mate, honestly. It's like, this, and the guys are on it, yeah. I heard them. Was he a Rangers fan? He was on, I think. He was down in Scottish football or something like He was down here. I think he, he was losing the plot, you know what I mean? Oh, we had a few words. You were you were described as dross last night. Is that is that what you're referring to? Ah, we were we were dross, but we beat him twice. <laughs> is that right? Aye. So, but the police crap now is looking. That I showed you how competitive Scottish football is right now. At the lower end, I'm not talking about the top end. Celtic will win the league, I think. It's done and dusted now, guys. You think to yourself, I? I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, Paul, don't worry. You're safe. We've banned him from predictions. <laughs> Genuinely, it was the the final straw during the week. The way he treated you, Paul, we've banned him from predictions. So you can go and enjoy your football safe in the knowledge that Hugh can't affect it. That was Paul from Edinburgh. Thank you very much. Let's move. <laughs> someone's, <laughs> someone's just sent me a tweet now. Bit cruel on the beat the pundit contestant. Did you ever see the clip? Was was it the chase when when some poor. Competitor went on and just passed every question, oh, and it dear. became went, went viral. Viral, yeah. Um, so, so Nathan <laughs> is on Twitter, and he sent me that woman's face from the chase because we we had our own equivalent, didn't we, on beat the pundit tonight? Anyway, back to the football. Brian is in Kirkintilloch. What have you got for us tonight, Brian? Hello, you guy. Patrick was good tonight, wasn't he? <laughs> More passes he's than he's thinking up everybody, isn't he? More passes than Iniesta, I think, Brian. <laughs> no, just a bit. Was a boy you phoned earlier on talking about Big Julian? I mean, I think you've got to give it a, a break. I mean, the team's been playing brilliant this season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think overall, though, Hugh, people, Brian, I don't think anyone disputes that. I think people are just looking at. You know, some moments within games and, and hoping for a bit better is that is that not still fair to look at areas for improvement? I mean, I suppose it is, but I mean, everybody mistakes. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, it's you can't. The, the team has been playing brilliant. You can't say anything about it. Well, you know, in good times or in bad, uh, you know, Connor Goldson's been getting it since the Hamilton Ackies game. Uh, Katic got it for the St Johnston game with Rangers. Tavernier got it for the cup defeat at Hearts. Uh, there are occasions, and I've highlighted that tonight, when Julian has been outstanding. The, the victory over Rangers at Ibrooks, uh, the European ties, um, the cup final where he scored the, the winning goal. But it's also allowed to point out that on occasion, mainly when he comes up against Lyndon Dykes, he looks very, very uncomfortable. And against St Mirren earlier in the season at uh, St Mirren's place, he looked very uncomfortable again. And it's St Mirren tomorrow and John Obika. So it's allowed. Some players have blind spots and Lyndon Dykes is certainly one for Christopher Julian. And then they also have moments when they are quite terrific. And I'm thinking about Kilmarnock, for example, when he scored with a very good-headed goal. Um so, like any football player, highs and lows. Can the venue play a part, Cammy? Because I remember Neil Lennon in the build-up to the Livingston game recently saying, "Well, actually, Christopher Julian performed very well at home yep. against Livingston. Yep. I think the last time Celtic played St Mirren in Paisley, again, it was maybe a, a slightly uncomfortable afternoon. But being back at Celtic Park tomorrow, does that take some of of, of that away? I think it will. I think obviously he's, he's used to the environment there. The the pitch is probably slightly bigger than what Livingston's is. Um, again. 
Listen, going back to he has had a, he's had a he's had a good season. There's no doubt about it. Celtic have been consistent and and he's been good. And I think it becomes to this stage where when you're at Celtic and Rangers and 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 Celtic are so far in front that they you look and you try to nitpick faults in people when when you're still winning, you're still picking up points. Um, but again, as you said, he's he scored some very important goals this season and, and I think it's just he's still learning the Scottish game, he's still learning probably the physical side of the game, um and being able to handle that. And I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll progress uh, going on to be a, a very good Celtic player. Brian and Kirkintillock, thanks a lot for getting in touch tonight. Let's hear from Lee Griffiths. He says helping Scotland to make Euro twenty twenty would be the icing on the cake of his football comeback. He feels he's at the level capable of making an impact and would love to be involved against Israel. I think it's a, the pinnacle of your career to, to be selected for your country. Um, so if I'm, again, if I'm selected, I'll be absolutely delighted and you know, working hard and training to make, make sure I'm in that starting 11. But you know, I've got a big job to do first for Celtic. And you're always getting people come up to your street and thank you for them to go against England. But you know, for me personally, it's all, it was always getting back to, to getting in this first team. You know, I was a long way away from that you know, over a year ago. So, you know, the fact I've came on so much um, and got myself back involved, it's, it's a test of myself. But, you know, I've got to give, you know, our teammates a massive thank you because it's, it's, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. Like I say, if I, if I wasn't at any kind of level, I wouldn't be playing, you know, on the first team here. So that shows that, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, we could create history for the, be the first team in, you know, over 20 years to, to get to a major final. So two tough games and, you know, we need to negotiate them and, and play well. You know, capping off the season, you know, coming back and, Get myself back involved, and then you know if we can help Scotland get to the Euro European finals, then you know it will be dicing on the cake definitely. In a week when we've debated whether Billy Gilmore should be included in the squad, Hugh, and uh-huh. obviously he has a lot of competition to get back into that midfield. I noticed John McGinn was back involved, Aston Villa training today. Incidentally, given that we're not blessed with strikers, it, would you now be surprised if Lee Griffiths wasn't involved for Israel? I would. Um, one of the things that uh, Celtic will look back on is uh, Lee Griffiths coming in after the, the winter break. Um, they, they didn't get sufficient reinforcements for me, but he was, to use the old cliche, like a new player. And uh, the partnership he forms with Edward um, has been a highlight of Celtic in 2020. And I think... The fans would look for that partnership to be restored tomorrow. I don't think El Yanusi and Edward had quite the same dynamic about it midweek at Livingston. I think if the week has taught all of us one thing, never take anything for granted. Hearts at Hibs, Hamilton Ackies at Ibrooks, Celtic tomorrow against St Mirren would ordinarily be everyone's idea of a shoe-in. Lee Griffiths already... At a place where he would be back for Scotland, do you think, Cammy? Yeah, I think I, I would like to see him back involved. Definitely, I think he's a top quality player, and as you say, in that sort of striking department for Scotland, we've not really got a great deal of opportunities of of who we choose from. So, I think if we can get Lee Griffiths back to the top of the game, then for me, he's he's a starter for Scotland. Um, it's just trying to get him to that that top level and consistently playing football again for Celtic, which he's said he wants to do. Um, he's working hard Which is great to hear So hopefully if he can do that And get some more game time Between now and the end of the season That'll help His Scotland chance as well But I definitely would like to see him in the squad I don't know what it is Hugh as well It might just be a personal thing And maybe I've picked it up wrong I've always just really got the impression That, that, that he, he really wants to be involved For Scotland you know, oh, So yeah. it can be easy to sit there And say the, the right things But I, like I say That's the impression he gives me That he really 
really thrives on it and really wants to be involved. Well, particularly at this time, uh, there are some players who have uh, shown a reluctance to come up for Scotland gatherings and uh, have had to be overlooked by Steve Clark. But Lee Griffiths takes an immense pride in playing for his country and listening to that clip, I think he also realises where his life has been over the last 12 months, where it is now, and he's taking additional satisfaction from what he has overcome and what he has achieved. And I think he's looking forward to ending the season on a high with Celtic and being very much a part of Stevie Clark's Scotland squad. Yeah, I mean, Hugh's, Hugh's hit the nail on the head. I think where he's been in the last 12 months and he appreciates where he is at the moment. He's in a good place. He's he's enjoying his football at Celtic again and, and hopefully he can top that off by getting back in the Scotland squad and it'd be great to see him score a goal for Scotland again. I'd love to say that you two are produ- and me are producing such... Great radio content That everyone's tweeting about it But they're just really tweeting about Beat the pundit <laughs> um, And I like John Barr's take on it He says Absolutely howling at that boy Passing on every question On beat the pundit Was he playing for a nil-nil draw? And <laughs> <laughs> a penalty shootout uh, Oh dear anyway. You see Where's the recognition For the winner? No it doesn't the, happen The emphatic no, 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 no. winner Patrick's here. getting it Stinking off his mates Exactly <laughs> I want to know how that conversation Played out to begin with Do you think it was Guys we drink We'll we'll take Our our phone beat the pundit Yeah on you go Right we're we're all here We've all got your back He's definitely been egged on And then it just backfires Spectacularly Anyway um, Hugh's confident On the trivia front Cammy will team up with him We've got a full time teaser Coming up next So get your pen and paper ready And we'll keep looking ahead To the weekend's action Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell are here But Patrick in Castlemount <laughs> Is the star of the show I, 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 There's nothing we can do to change it Hugh no. um, It's beat the pundit performance Is one for the ages Craig Thompson says More passes than pass the parcel <laughs> uh, We've already had the playing For the nil-nil draw We've had uh, all sorts on there I must admit So there we go Thank you to Patrick for taking it It's not easy If you all think it's so easy Why not come on here and give it a go Beat the pundit We'll be back on Monday night Around the same time 7 o'clock Right Tonight's teaser You're going to have to get your era Right here Or your um, I don't don't think the the names themselves are, Are difficult Very well known names But it's all about nailing the era This week Saw the 20th anniversary of the first time Rangers fielded a team with no Scots So it was actually, it was a, if you care about the detail It was a nil-nil draw with St Johnston March 2000 That's going to be the key bit I don't expect you to remember the game uh, But Tony Ross wants you to name the starting eleven Because it was a significant day It was the first time Rangers fielded a team with no Scots in it And it was 20 years ago this week So the year 2000 What type of Rangers players would have been around then? Amoruso Yes Arthur Newman who is this guy And what have you done With the old Hugh Keevans A 5-0 victory On Beat the Pundit Now you're given, you've got Two out of two uh-huh. On the teaser um, Must what, be because We've banned you From predictions uh, uh, To prove a point No Ah see you've lost The era now No you don't You've not lost the era Too bad Flatteris No Charbonnier Like see he yep. starts With the goalies He's Goalies union No the, the other obvious one If you like I mean, but that's obvious. Well, he's, he's Rangers. He, he was oh, better Kloss. than those two. Ah, there we go. Don't be silly, can we? Klaus, Newman, Amoruso. You're even building from the back. Any more around that time? Um, I'm just waiting for the first one of you to slip up and name a Scott. I know. Because that was <laughs> guaranteed to happen. Um, 
Okay I'll give you thinking time That's a really good start Perini? No Okay Good start though 20th anniversary this week Of the first time Rangers fielded a team With no Scots in it St Johnson draw March 2000 Name the team Says Tony Ross uh, By the way we're always Albert. looking Yes Who? Good stuff Alberts oh. Alberts uh, We're always looking for As many of these teasers As possible The beauty of it is You provide them And you get to test the guy's knowledge So please keep them coming We've got a good few weeks left In the season Full time at Clyde1.com Send them in Let's hear a bit from Stephen Robinson Shall we Before we take any more calls Big game tomorrow He hopes Motherwell can use the victory Against Ross County As the catalyst To put a run together He says having last weekend off Has given the you know the squad time to freshen up. Obviously, pleasing to get back to winning ways again. I thought it was a really competent performance, really mature performance, and could have easily uh, buckled when we went one 0 down. But showed the character of the boys, and it was more importantly, I think the, the extra performance rather than the result. You know, it was really pleasing that we looked back to our best. Everyone hits a, a period of the season. I've said it before, and since I've been here, there's always a period where things don't go your way, luck turns against you, injuries, suspensions, and. You know, we've had that little spell and we're hoping we've turned that corner. You know, we're we're clearing third at the moment. So, you know, to come out of that spell still in that position, hopefully, you know, gives us a chance to kick on for the rest of the season. Certain players, I thought, looked a lot fresher than they had been. The little weekend off has made a huge difference. to When you run with a very small squad and, you know, ultimately I've used the same players over and over again because they've been better than the other boys. Simple as that. And, you know, they have been tired. And I think we, we looked a lot fresher on, on Wednesday And hopefully that will continue again on Saturday Good game that at Tynecastle, Cammy, Because if you're Stephen Robinson You're feeling confident after you got back to winning ways You strengthened your hold on third yep. But you now come up against a heart team That maybe, just maybe Has finally got its act together Everyone's been waiting on it all season To do it against Rangers And then follow that up Against Hibs you know, Maybe Motherwell are in for a tougher game than they would have been a few weeks ago Huge game for both clubs um, Motherwell have obviously a great result during the week uh, Same with uh, obviously with Hearts Both teams um, high in confidence I, I think I think Motherwell will be delighted to get that result in midweek And stop the rut um, As Stephen Robinson said Everybody goes through a little blip in the season um, He's hoping that that's, that's it finished with And they can go to Tynecastle and, and they can get a positive result Which will Obviously Aberdeen have got a tough game as well So they could gain some gain some ground on um, on Aberdeen and, and pull away from them if they get a good result and, and Hibs beat Aberdeen I think we're dealing in practical matters here If you had wandered in here from parts foreign And had watched Hearts knock Rangers out the cup And then stayed along in Edinburgh And watched them beat Hibs at Easter Road You'd have said, yeah, fine team, you know And somebody said to you, they're bottom of the league <laughs> uh, you'd, be, you'd be taken aback But they are bottom of the league and practical matters dictate that they get something from Motherwell because time's getting on here. Yep. Yeah, there's always been that assumption that, well, they're hearts and they're a big club and they've got Stephen Naismith and now yep. Liam Boyce and it'll happen, but you, you all know time just flies by and before long, you know, you're ticking the games off. As players, you can't say that. I think I think the players inside will be will be demanding results straight away. As you say, time soon flies by and the next minute you're in the you're in the bottom six and everybody's scrapping for results and you really don't want to be sitting in the bottom of the table going into that that sort of split. Um again tomorrow hearts really need to pick up points because Hamilton will be fancying they'll they'll be high in confidence. St Mirren now know they 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 need to pick up points mm. soon. They're obviously got a difficult game, but then the game mid midweek next week yeah. is huge. And I've got, I've got Jim Duffy ringing in my ears. I should I should know I should know to 
bow down to his superior knowledge but before the games kicked off on Wednesday we were talking about that picture at the bottom and how you know you might be looking if you are if you are Hearts or you're St Mirren you'd be looking at Hamilton and saying okay they'll probably lose at Ibrox yeah. and Jim said you can never do it because it always comes back to bite you there'll be a surprise somewhere and of course fast forward a couple of hours and that's what's happened you know Hearts fans would have been sick seeing the, the Hamilton score coming in from Ibrox first and foremost Hearts need to look after themselves which they'll know that themselves in, inside the building they'll need to get points on the table and, and that starts with obviously a huge game tomorrow but they need consistency from now to the end of the season they've proved that they can beat Big teams They can go Can they go to Rangers And uh, obviously beat Rangers And then they can beat Hearts In a uh, Hibs in, a, in an Edinburgh derby So They now need to Go to the games Where obviously next week They've got a game Away to St Mirren That's huge That's that's massive um, I think If that swings the wrong way It could send Massive negative energy Towards the Hearts team Yeah They say Take nothing for granted The week has told us Take nothing for granted That's why Celtic can take nothing for granted against St Mirren tomorrow uh, Stephen Robinson Terrific midweek win 4-1 over Ross County But he can take nothing for granted Because Hearts are bottom of the table Surely Hearts on the back of the Rangers win And the uh, Hibs win Will be an entirely different proposition tomorrow And time will tell if that's Motherwell had their bad run Can't I, mean, I think when you're at a club of that size You can accept that it's going to happen You're going to get a bad patch They've had one They get back to winning ways and there was a, a sort of renewed freshness about the team as Stephen Robinson alluded to there. You're now in a situation where you know Chris Long was back from suspension, could lead the line. You're able to bring on a guy like Tony Watt, who's yep. able to add the, you know, the finishing touch to it. The midfield looked like it, it had benefited from a couple of days off. Listen, you being a Motherwell fan, you you'll be able to tell me that if that's the bad period over, you'll be absolutely delighted. Look at the table at the moment, sitting third, couple of points ahead of Aberdeen, and and we're. If they can kick on from now to the end of the season, then they're in a real strong position to to get that European spot. And and I I really do think the game on Wednesday night has really put some sort of doubts to bed. And and they'll go to Tynecastle with huge confidence, and they'll they'll be looking to take all three points and not just go there and get a point. I mean, two of our biggest clubs, if you like, you meeting at Petodre as well. You know, Aberdeen uh, welcoming Hibs. And I'm sure Jack Ross will have been stung by some of the criticism following yeah. that, that derby defeat because it looked like they were on a, a really good run of form. We were, prior to the game, talking about really, are, are Hibs in the driving seat to finish third? Yeah. Despite, you know, that the table didn't suggest it. But looking at the form, you know, could they make a run? The gap wasn't big. Could they be the ones that finished third? And they still could. But huge disappointment when you lose a game like that midweek and you really have to try and bounce back as soon as you can. Well, they imploded. What was Scott Allen thinking of? When the ball came over and he handed, handled the ball um, Doidge was back to the one that came here at first uh, McNulty imploded in front of our eyes uh, But they'll go there, I'm sure Thinking that the loss of McKenna From the Aberdeen side Which is a big blow for Derek McInnes, uh, They might be able to get some joy out of his absence Okay, let's go back to the phones. 01419511025. Tommy's in Greenock. What have you got for us tonight, Tommy? Hi, guys. Um, just want to let, let me hear you out because I'm talking to experience here before you, you, you jump in. I was talking about the Rangers team to, to the guy who answered the phones. Um, I think their success in Europe has probably been their downfall because obviously they played all the qualifiers, they played all the matches up to now. And people say Celtic played the same, but Celtic's got a bigger squad, um, they have the bus squad, kind of battle hardened. Um, I think they've reached a point where like, the main core of the team is fatigued. And it doesn't matter how much you try and lift yourself. 
you can't, you can't go over that without a lot of rest. Um, but unfortunately in football, you can't rest a full team because you've got to keep playing because the games just come one after another, one after another. Um, I used to do it. I was a successful athlete in my time and used to eat a stage where you hit a peak and then you might take a dip and the best thing to do is to, to draw, draw back, rest, cut back your training, try and get a lot of sleep and stuff like that. But obviously, obviously in football you can't do that because the games just come week after week after week. Is that a fair point, Cammy? And people who perhaps support the other big team is, I can't make excuses for Rangers, yeah. but was that always going to be the big challenge is actually keeping it up? You know, Celtic do have a have bigger resources, bigger squad, deeper squad, whatever you want to call it. Was that always going to be the challenge? Because Rangers showed they, they can hit a level, but maybe just can't sustain it. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think the Celtic squad's much stronger. I think they've got players they can rely on, come on, and can start games, whereas Rangers' squad's quite... A little bit frail from the outside They've got a good sort of core of maybe 12-13 players But after that you're struggling So if you get any injuries You get a bit of fatigue from players Then then it's not the same strength and depth as what Celtic's got So that's something they'll try to look at over the summer I think And bring in players who can go straight in a range of starting 11 um, Again it's, it's difficult to say whether the European thing has, has been detriment to their league form Again... You go back to last season As I've said before It's the exact same What happened last season It's a carbon copy Almost the same sort of results What they've got from After the winter break So there is a problem in, Inside the club And I'm sure Stephen Gerrard's Looking at to find out What the problem is You're uh, not having it uh, are you? Uh, I'd love to I'd love to help you Tommy But no You've never been an athlete So how do you know? Well uh, What I do know is this That they had their Rest In Dubai no, that's where I went wrong right away flying to Dubai Because as an athlete I'd never done that I'd have stayed at home Well I rest at home Well it didn't, it didn't, didn't affect Celtic. Celtic Anyway, I they came back they, from, a bigger squad. Uh, they came back from Dubai The world was at their feet Because they had a Two point disadvantage Where Celtic were concerned But the game in hand Theoretically uh, uh, I underline theoretically They could have gone a point ahead of Celtic they then played Stranraer in the Cup and Stephen Gerrard said that he was bored watching them. Stephen Gerrard has subsequently come up with, uh, as recently as Wednesday, he said that uh, Celtic blinked with one eye at Livingston, Rangers blinked with both eyes against Hamilton. Uh, he's also said that he doesn't recognise the team uh, after other defeats or harmful draws. Against the likes of Aberdeen and St Johnston Everyone is flummoxed But your explanation that they have somehow Not looked after their bodies properly Well that's kind of insulting to the the, the, the department at, uh, at Rangers That look after the players and their bodies They haven't done well because In domestic games, league and cup when they had everything going for them They have blown it They haven't played well enough There has been defensive frailty On a consistent level They have quite simply blown it For me it's, 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 I wouldn't say it's to do with The physical attributes of the players I think they'll be in, in peak condition They should be they, they get trained to be in peak condition Their whole season it's, it's, it's all over a full season As you say I wouldn't put that down as an excuse I would say the mentality side of things Are they struggling um, mentally Going into games The pressure Has it got too much for them Over the period of time 
that that could be the question that needs to be mm. answered. Tommy, the only thing that, that springs to mind that might contradict your theory, and I wonder if you've got a defence for it, is it's not like it's been a gradual decline where you can see the longer this season goes on, the more that it's taken its toll on Rangers. This decline has been sharp. It's been immediate after January. D- does that not suggest that that maybe your theory's a bit off? No, because that happens because they, they hunt their peak when they beat Celtic. That was their peak, but, and then the flute of the bye, which I thought was the worst thing they could ever have done, but that's by the bye. Um, because you hit, you hit a peak, that's when an athlete trains, you train to hit a peak, and obviously I mind you the World Championships or something when I was running. Um, but see, after that, it's it's a it's a massive fall. And I'm not saying that's what's maybe happened, but it, it's it's my theory. That's just looking at because it's what Carl and Carmen said, they look mentally and physically drained. I'm starting to care more about your athletics career than Rangers at the moment. Tommy, you've got me in- interested. What was your event? Uh, I could run anything from indoors to 10,000 metres on the track to... Oh, 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 what was your speciality though? 10k. 10k. What's your, what your 10k time? 28.50. <laughs> that is fast. Jesus. Can you drive 10k in that time? <laughs> Tommy and Greenock, thank you very much for your call. See you getting athletes on with insight that you'll never have. So you bear <laughs> that in mind. That was Tommy uh, in Greenock. What as you do as have though. As long as there are trains, I'll be fine. What you do, what you do have is a full time teaser to answer. And the question sent in tonight by Tony Ross is this This week saw the 20th anniversary of the first time Rangers fielded a team with no Scots in it It was a 0-0 draw against St Johnston in March 2000 Name the team You've got Kloss, Newman, Amoruso and Alberts Van Bronckhurst Yes uh, You You're absolutely flying you, you, you suggested that to me a second yep. ago um, Puzzle No Nope, you're off now Tony on Andre frame. Flo No um, Loudrop Nope Michael Moles No, you've got five to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com We're on the home straight Since we've been talking athletics In the last five minutes or so Hugh Keevens and Cammy Bell are here And they're looking for the Rangers team yeah. The first time Rangers fielded a team With no Hugh, Scots right. It was 20 years ago this week Can you name the team You've got Kloss Newman Amoruso Van Bronckhurst Kinchelskis And Alberts And I must say A good good response to this On Twitter I'm just looking through um, Some really good attempts Coming in Peter Gray has eventually got One of the, the strikers That you're looking for um, Claudio Reyna Well done Claudio Reyna And Craig Moore no oh. You're in the right part of the world Oh Right an Australian mm. um. Muscat No I'm just going to name all these Every Australian you can think of Kylie Minogue <laughs> Stanley says What about that Irish fella Mark Onegri <laughs> uh, He's not one either I'll give you a clue One of the Strikers you're looking for is English And Like I say you're still looking for Well we've established you're looking for an Australian Fullback yeah. One more centre midfielder Pro Pro Edilution Soccer's on Twitter He's got it So you're looking for both strikers One of which is English A fullback who's Australian And another midfield player A very good midfield player as well Just looking at that Rangers midfield actually Kinchelskis, Alberts, Reyna and this guy And then Van Bronckers played as well So I can't quite figure out where he played But what a team Anyway 
Let's speak to Jerry, who's in Stirling. Hi, Jerry. Hi, uh, how you doing, panel? Not First bad, Jerry. All right, what made you call tonight, Jerry? I always ask this. <laughs> I like to know what tips people over the edge. I'm actually driving back to Stirling, and I just heard this athlete talking about fatigue, and, and I'm like, he's saying that the, the no, I'm not a specific fan of any team. I watch a lot of football. But he was talking about the peak. When Rangers hit their peak, they played against Celtic. Now, his theory is actually blown out the water, because Rangers played in Europe, to me, as a bigger peak than they played against Celtic. So, to me, his theory of the fatigue is blown out the water. I just think that their players are very underperforming. That's a very fair point. You could say the Braga away was yeah. the high yeah. point of, you could say, the high point of the season. Does that then, Cami, reinforce your theory that it's, a, it's mentality? Yeah, honestly, I, I, it's the only thing I can put it down to. I look at Again, going back to last year, and that's why I keep looking back at the results last last season and how the decline happened fast after the winter break, and it's the exact same's happened again. I, I don't think it's players don't they do fatigue. Listen, everyone fatigues, but they don't. They're, they're trained pre season throughout the season to last a full season. The 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 sports science is incredible these days, and especially at clubs like Rangers, they've got loads of sports scientists to make sure that everyone can perform in every single game they're put on that pitch. So it's not nothing to do with their physical attributes that they, they get put on. Again, I I really do think it's the the mental side. We spoke about it off air that Rangers went in that Braga game underdogs, and you said Ryan Kent mentioned that that Rangers enjoy being underdogs, but Rangers can't be underdogs. That that's not Rangers. Rangers need to. Be able to handle the pressure where they're expected to beat Hamlet at home. Of course they are, and they need to go and nail it and win games like that. You know, they're a goal up at Kilmarnock, thirteen minutes to go, and lose two one. Yep. They are a goal up against Hearts at Tynecastle in the league, and lose two one. Um, you know, for me that's not about fatigue. It is about an inability to close out matches. An inability to handle the fact that Celtic simply will not accommodate them by dropping anything And even on a night when Celtic do drop something For the first time in 2020 Rangers go the whole hog And lose to Hamilton Ackies at Ibrooks. That for me is not about fatigue It's about frailty I don't have the stats to hand And I'll look them up for tomorrow Because I, I, f- I feel like and Could be completely wrong I feel like they're not starting games as quickly anymore either I feel like early in the season they would score a lot more early goals than they have Like I say, that's it's just something off the top of my head Someone might completely contradict that But when you're in that place, Cammy, And you're at Ibrooks particularly And the crowd can get impatient That's what happens at a club of that size You need to be able to start games quickly And they don't seem to be doing it Yeah, I mean, expectations The, the, the fans that go there and pay good money they, they want to see goals They want to see Rangers win games And if, if Rangers don't get a goal in the first half The fans get anxious And that... Rightly so Because the expectations Are that high For a club that big um, They're expecting to see Especially against Hamilton They expect to see a reaction From what happened on On Saturday night Against Hearts They expect the Rangers players To come out All guns blazing Scoring goals in the first half um, And it didn't happen So they're going to get frustrated And, and the Rangers players Need to handle this situation you want to, you want to come back in on that Jerry? I think Genuinely I think It's the concentration levels Of the players In the last 15-20 minutes Of the game They seem to lose Rangers seem to lose most of their games in the last 15 to 20 minutes of a game. So it's not to me it's no fatigue. It's the concentration levels and their inability to actually do the simple things at the back. Well, again, uh, as I say, last 15 minutes of the game at Kilmarnock, 
um, Last 15 at Tynecastle uh, Last 15 at Perth 2-1 up And once again Failed to close out the game And uh, Stevie May makes it 2-2 So for me It's not about physical fitness Because they have state-of-the-art facilities I'm sure they're as fit as anybody going around But for some mm. reason Some players within that dressing room Have what amounts to virtually an inferiority complex It's not all about the time either, Cammy. The David Moyle goal for Hamilton comes in 56 minutes yep. Now, a confident Rangers With most of the second half to throw everything at Hamilton And at the very least get an equaliser yeah. Now let's not forget Even a draw at home to Hamilton Would have been met with a lot of negativity as well But, but to, to not even be able to throw everything at it In the last 40 odd minutes and, and get one goal back Would be alarming surely I, I said that The worst that Rangers can get A game against Hamilton It's no disrespect at all to Hamilton, Hamilton But is a nil-nil draw And it's one of them games that you go and you say Look we've had umpteen chances And we can't score We've, we've had 30 shots on goal And it's just been one of them nights that we can't score But you do not concede a goal And again the caller's right It's concentration levels at the back It's Conor Golson's made a mistake And as you say there's there's a lot of time still to go in that game And they, and they don't react in the right way Again is that the mentality? Is that, Are the players just thinking This is happening to us again Here we go we're in for criticism And it's difficult to tell what's going through the players' heads Jerry and Sterling, thank you very much You'll be the final caller of tonight as let, well So the first me, time you've ever got in touch And you bring the show to a close So thanks let, very let much me, to Jerry Let me squeeze something in A pal of mine is doing halftime entertainment at Celtic Park tomorrow Brian Mellon And he is making a donation to the Celtic Foundation He and his pal David Ferguson uh, four figure sum donation to the Celtic Foundation They're going to try and beat the goalie from the halfway line tomorrow And David Ferguson's dad Who's 70 years old Is going to try it as well So come on the 70 year old Good on him I don't believe for a second you've got pals But, but uh, well, acquaintances we'll, we'll stick with it and wish the guys all the best tomorrow I think we've covered off most of the action tomorrow Certainly, well briefly Some of them Celtic St Mirren, Hearts, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Hibs Hamilton, Killy and St Johnston Livingston And then over to Sunday It will be Ross County against Rangers Before you two go anywhere though mm. You need to give me four more names on this teaser I, I can Still not got the Australian I, I no, know I can no. see him I can't get his Full name back. Um Initials oh, You'll get that yep, the, the, TV um, Can't be many guys with a V Vigneault No <laughs> His first name was Gregory This guy's first name's Tony Vidmar Tony Vidmar uh, Right Midfielder What a player he was Went on to play Down south for Blackburn He's Luckily for me Who's trying to read this out He's known by just sort of one name Because when you start to mention his other name It's it's not the easiest name to pronounce In the world Oh no who it is I can picture him as well And Turkish Did I, I say that already Long hair Yep Black that, oh Went grey Quite. He always played with the sort of Grey hair in his Blackburn days <laughs> What number comes in between one and three? Two guy <sighs> Two guy Right the strikers. strikers One is English Played oh, How did he play for down south? Leeds I think Amongst others Leeds I'm going to just put you out of your misery with these two I think no, yeah. initials, Right initials for that one RW 
Rodney Wallace Yes oh, Rod Wallace And I'm, I'm just going to have to give you the last one Seb Rosenthal oh, You would have been here no, till midnight no, Let's no, be no. honest Rosenthal Thank you Cammy Bell And Hugh Keevans We're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock Make sure you join us And the GBX Fridays are up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.